When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Ambody. Thanks for listening on this Friday. We've got our latest round of spring football position previews to get to. We're going to switch over to the defensive line, a group that is coming off a season that they probably want a little bit more pass rush. Uh, They certainly weren't good stopping the run, and they have some veterans departing, but They addressed some of those needs with the transfer portal and their 2023 high school signing class. SMU loses guys like Terrence Newman, Darren Brown, Junior Ajo, but the Mustangs do return really what I would constitute as their starting front. You get Nelson Paul back. You get Devere Levelston, Elijah Chapman. uh, You get Stephon Wright if he's healthy. And then they have a group of guys coming back across the board that really stand a chance to fight for some playing time and make their way um, into the lineup and and earn some snaps. And certainly the two transfer defensive linemen they added from Miami will have a big say in that as well. So let's, let's run it down here. The SMU defensive line needed some size this year. That's what they were looking for last spring. They couldn't really find it. They uh, got a late, junior college edition and Mike Sanjo and Jiki. And he just, you know, adjusted uh, in the 2022 season. He wasn't necessarily big enough. They missed a true, true nose tackle that could really eat up space like a Mike Williams did in the past. SMU did go out and they got two transfers, two really, you know, promising players. One, Jordan Miller, big defensive tackle in the middle for the Mustangs now. Comes into the program at about 6'4", 330. Uh, and we met with Rhett Lashley on Wednesday, and he kind of broke down the whole signing class. And Jordan Miller was one of them, showed a couple clips. Just his size is something that SMU really hasn't had in the middle like that in quite some time. They also bring in a, Elijah Roberts, somebody who could play a little bit more on the edge, a little bit more interior defensive tackle as well. But those are the two transfer pickups on the defensive line for the Mustangs. They also signed three out of the high school ranks. Uh, They signed Kevin Allen, a Landry Award finalist, after his senior season at Everman. He's a 6'3", 280, 290-pound defensive lineman. Damian Wimberly, uh, a state runner-up for Austin Vandergriff, who comes in about 6'4", 265 or so. Uh, He'll get here in the summer, as will Kevin Allen. But the one player that is on campus, on the defensive line from the high school ranks already is Braden Flowers. And they showed some of his athleticism, playing some quarterback, playing some tight end. Uh, But he's going to be a raw project for Calvin Thibodeau. So getting him in um, from San Antonio Central Catholic early on is going to help his development. Um, And while he might not be able to break through into that starting rotation early, or even into that rotation early on, I feel like he's going to be somebody that long-term we look back on and and maybe say, wow, he was a really kind of under the radar pickup. He's got some NFL bloodlines. He's got some um, certainly uh, some 
some athleticism, just what he was able to do playing both sides of the ball uh, this past year at San Antonio Central Catholic. Um, he's kind of an under-the-radar guy. But let's get to spring preview uh, for SMU in terms of kind of what to expect. You know, they come into this spring wanting to see a little bit more out of Elijah Chapman, wanting to see a little bit more out of Devere Levelston, Nelson Paul, Jaden Jones. Those are, I would say, your leaders on this defensive line right now. Um, Elijah Chapman has played a lot of football. Very few guys work as hard as he does on the team. And then you have Devere Levelston, who's got plenty of talent um, and and is going to be kind of on that edge, um, you know, hand in the dirt defensive end spot, kind of a strong side defensive end. And then you have Nelson Paul and Jaden Jones coming back, played that stand-up pass rusher for SMU last year at the outside linebacker spot. And Jaden Jones played a little bit of a defensive end too. But um, that group that they rolled out there now will get bolstered by Elijah Roberts and Jordan Miller. This is going to be an interesting group to, to watch because if you're looking at this group, they've got to get the, the best three or four. You know, whether you want to count the, the stand-up edge rusher as a fourth, they've got to get the best four, let's say, on the field. And I think that involves Jordan Miller taking over that nose tackle spot and you having Elijah Chapman maybe slide out uh, and play more of a defensive tackle spot. Then you have Devere Levelston as your strong side defensive end. Then you have the, the likes of Nelson Paul, Jaden Jones, Jalen Samuels, Isaiah Smith coming back at that edge spot you've reworked your whole defensive line. Now, behind those guys, and this is not necessarily, you know, a depth chart rundown per se, but these are the type of players that are going to factor in and have some something to say about the competition on that defensive line, and we'll see some snaps. I think the staff liked what they saw from David Abiara, the Texas transfer who played a little bit more later in the year. Uh, Dylan Frazier was a guy who redshirted last year uh, who really came on and ended up uh, dressing for the Memphis and the uh, bowl game uh, after Terrence Newman went down with that um, injury, that nasty injury against Tulane. He's somebody that has some size and will probably only pack it on even more. Then you have Braylon Jackson still back, Mike Sanjo and Jiki, uh, who's kind of a shorter fire hydrant type defensive lineman. And then Stefan Wright, if he can be healthy. So this group does have some, I think, positioning to work out if, if that's uh, kind of the right way to say it because now that you've brought in Jordan Miller you have Elijah Chapman already who's been that you know nose for SMU along with Terrence Newman for the last couple of years you've got to figure out what's the best group to get on the field and then you really this is a huge spring I think for developing developing the guys that are younger in this in this group this is a very interesting position group because you lose a veteran like Terrence Newman. Um, you lose, you know, Darren Brown, who didn't play much. Um, but you lose Junior Ajo, who played a good bit. You've got to replace that and find out what works best. Elijah Roberts is going to be a versatile piece for SMU as well. I would see him and Devere Levelston battling it out at kind of that strong side defensive end spot. You know, maybe with that ability to move inside a little bit. Rhett Lashley mentioned that with Elijah Roberts having multiple years left. He's going to be somebody that could grow into more of a true defensive tackle for, for this scheme. Then you get into, all right, well, when you do move them inside, does Jordan Miller stay out there? Does Elijah Chapman scoot over? Then who comes in? 
what what does that makeup look like? And so I think Calvin Thibodeau is going to have a very interesting spring with this group. You've got to get some development out of Dylan Frazier, Braylon Jackson, Isaiah Smith, Braden Flowers, Stone Eby, uh, Jalen Samuels is still somebody that needs to develop, David, David Abiara. Stephon Wright has to be healthy come fall camp and figure out a way to stay on the field. SMU is a much better defensive line when he was able to be healthy and able to play. And I don't think the, I think the the numbers certainly back that up. We saw when he was healthy, what he can do and why he is very talented. Um, his struggle has of course been staying healthy. So that is going to be an ongoing storyline to watch with Stefan Wright, but he is somebody that coming back, at least on paper, you've got to factor him in probably behind Elijah Chapman. Then you have Mike, Mike Johan, Sanjo and Jiki in there. Um, and then David Abiara can be in that rotation with, uh, a Devere Levelston and um, Elijah Roberts out on the, you know more of that strong side defensive end. Now you have the the pass rushers. You have Jaden Jones, who's really put on a good bit of weight since he got here, coming out of uh, Parish Episcopal. He's a terrific athlete. Um, he entered the portal for a cup of coffee, came back, really earned plenty of playing time. I think he might have ended up starting a few games. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but put together a very nice year, and he's got some size to him that can really stand up two offensive linemen, whereas you have Nelson Paul, who's you know a little shorter, not as long, but very tenacious, need more out of him from a pass rush perspective. And you need more out of Jalen Samuels and you look for Isaiah Smith to, uh, you know, take that next step. I mean, that's that, that's where this coaching staff, we're, we're going to get to see it now because they came here, they were adjusting last year. Now you come back, you have a lot of the same players back, especially on the defensive line as we're talking about it. You have the same scheme back. You have your same position coach. Doesn't really happen that often in a way. Now you look for that development to really come through and you want to pull that out of them. Um, When it comes to production, the pass rush is something that SMU found different ways to, um, I would say, manufacture last year uh, I, I don't feel like they were good enough getting hurries on the quarterback uh, just kind of watching it but you had Nelson Paul with five sacks these are your returning players Nelson Paul led the team with five sacks Elijah Chapman with three Jalen Samuels with three Isaiah Smith with, with three Devere Levelston with two um, and then it's a complete drop off um, to Stefan Wright with a half sack and and Mike Johans uh, Johan Sanjo and Jiki with a half sack there are there's certainly um, the the thought that the pass rush has to get better. And here's where it can. You have this group that is largely largely returning. You have pretty much every single pass rusher back minus Gary, Gary Wiley. Now you've got to be able to play in this scheme and have somebody like a Jordan Miller eat up two guys. That could free up a linebacker on a blitz. I mean, Isaac Slade Matotia. Uh, was second on the team, tied second on the team with three sacks. Jimmy Phillips had a couple. Shannon Reed had one. So they have some guys that produced in terms of sacks from the linebacker room. That room is a different story. We're going to talk about that, you know, at a later time. But uh, it is a room that has to produce when given the opportunity. How many times did we watch a John Rice Plumley extend a play, um, a Michael Pratt extend a play, and uh, Clayton Toon? They've got to get better at, at buzzing their feet and breaking down and being able to keep the quarterback in the pocket. I think that's part of what they've got to get better at. 
They lost contain a couple times, and that's where we saw some big plays. That's on the defensive line and the edge rushers. You know, they lose that contain. All bets are off because, look, last year's secondary was a group that had it had its best season since 2018, and they really did take a step forward. I know sometimes it is frustrating at times to watch that group, but they did not get as much help as you would have liked from this defensive line and this front seven in terms of getting pressure on the quarterback. Now that you have this piece in Jordan Miller, I feel like that frees up other guys to get more one-on-one opportunities. When you have that big of a man out there, and even one of the clips Rhett Lashley showed was him splitting a double team. Granted, it was in it was in a run uh, run fit, but that's the type of player you're getting uh, out of the ACC in Miami. You're going to look to him to really take on a load. And then you've got Elijah Chapman, who has some quickness to him. You've got Levere Levelston and Elijah Roberts, who both have quickness to their game. Then you have a stockpile of really impressive pass rushing talent. Nelson Paul is the guy who's back for his COVID year. Then you have Jaden Jones. You have Jalen Samuels. You saw what Isaiah Smith can do when you just let him go. And then we'll see if they can get anything out of a Damian Wimberley, who's super athletic, or Kevin Allen, uh, who get here in the summer those guys will be able to provide depth. And that's where I think they close the gap here. This is a group that needed to address its talent level and help with depth. I think between the transfer class and the signing class, they did a lot of that. Um, I mentioned Jordan Miller at length and, and Elijah Roberts. Those are two guys that you feel like, all right, you lose Terrence Newman, you get Jordan Miller. You lose Junior Ajo, you get Elijah Roberts. Multiple years with, uh, with Elijah Roberts as well. And then you just went out and signed three defensive linemen who can play all along the defensive front for the most part, outside of Kevin Allen, who's really a true nose at this point, um, you know, defensive tackle type. He's going to play on the in- interior. All of those guys, you know, save Braden Flowers, who played a good bit of offense and, and kind of all over the place for his team. Those guys you know, brought it from a pass rushing perspective. I mean, both had double digit sacks with, in terms of Damian Wimberly and um, and Kevin Allen playing at high levels of Texas high school football. So when I look at this group in the spring, what I want to see is I really want to obviously take a look at these transfers. You get Jordan Miller and Elijah Robertson. How do they fit in? Because it's not like the offensive guys from Miami. They're coming into a new scheme, but they are here for the spring, and they're going to be noticeable out there. I mean, they are two just large humans. And then you factor in the returning defensive line. And this is where competition and Rhett Lashley talked about this on Wednesday with us, the media afterwards. And uh, Scott Simons mentioned this as well at length. When you add players that can push people and make them uncomfortable. And Casey Woods talked about this with the running back room. You need, they need more competition. They need more players that can truly push the envelope and make others work harder and produce. And quite frankly, if you're Elijah Chapman the last however many years, you are a hard worker. Everybody loves Baby Bison, and he's one of the strongest guys on the team. But who was really pushing him? He was pushing himself. So I think this newfound you know, additions will add that and take his game even up a notch. Devere Levelson, same story. You know, This is a year for Devere that is a big one when it comes to the NFL draft. He's somebody that is, is closing in on, on the end of his career. And if you're Devere, you've got to put it together in, in a big way. So um, you look back on his career, um, the last you know three years, he's played in uh, uh, 33 games with uh, 23 starts. 
So he's been your guy. Um, his 2020 year didn't count, but this is pretty much it for him. This is his, this is his fourth season of college football um, that actually counts because he played as a freshman at Tyler Junior College in 2019. So barring a red shirt, this is it for him. This is it for Elijah Chapman, um, I'm pretty sure. So these guys are now in that money year. This is their statement year. And I think adding this competition with them uh, to their room is, is very important. I'm very interested to see Devere Levelson and Elijah Roberts battle it out for that spot. As far as a breakout candidate, when it comes to spring, this is a tough one because normally I would say well, Isaiah Smith. He was here as a freshman. He got on the field, but he actually made a big enough impact that I don't know if I would constitute him as a breakout candidate. The one I'm circling is I'm going to circle Dylan Frazier. And I know SMU's added some talent. They've got some returning talent. Maybe he is a guy in 2024 we look at that you say, wow, he's really put it all together. But from a size perspective, he's got it. He's got the athleticism with his basketball background coming out of McKinney North. And quite frankly, I think he's just got that work ethic. I mean, you saw them reward him. You know, Terrence Newman did go down, but it said a lot that he got the chance to dress against Memphis and in the bowl game and wasn't just on the sidelines as a you know reserve and not, not going to be able to play. Dylan Frazier has the athleticism to make a statement this spring. I'm high on what he could bring to the table. The biggest question I have out of this group right now is, is David Abiara going to turn the corner? Because you saw him get a little bit of time at the end of the USF game. He made some plays, um, and he's certainly got the athleticism. I mean, we covered it uh, when he was being recruited, and uh, SMU got him on campus. People were like, wow, that is a good-looking dude. And if he gets another year in this weight room and, and keeps working with Coach Griswold, uh, Griswold you know, this is – this is a guy that has that athleticism to be a breakout guy. I think last year playing in two games after redshirting at Texas, maybe there's a chip on his shoulder now. Maybe this competition will bring it out. You know, to not play last year as he adjusted to his new surroundings probably hurt a little bit. You know, he's here's a highly touted guy coming out of high school, um, and he goes to Texas, he doesn't play. And he goes to SMU and thinks, well, I'm going to be able to play now and gets in two games. So my biggest question is probably David Abiara entering the spring. What can SMU get out of him? That is not going to necessarily be one of Calvin Thibodeau's hardest coaching challenges, but uh, it's going to be one where you want to certainly see uh, him take it up a notch. And I think that's obviously on the coaching staff to try to get him to do that. Uh, the competition they've added is certainly there. And now it's on him to put it all together. So David Abiara is somebody that I'm watching very closely. If he doesn't turn the corner this spring, you got to start thinking, okay, when is he going to get on the field? When is he? When is the light going to come on for him long-term? But, you know, this is a group that with that size up front now, the expectations are different. You know, now you have a big, big, big man in the middle of Jordan Miller. You have Elijah Chapman who's come back. You've got some different pieces. Now you need those pass rushers. Who's going to emerge at the stand-up? pass rushing spot is probably one of the biggest questions. I'd love to see Jalen Samuels and Isaiah Smith turn the corner, but Nelson Paul and Jaden Jones, those two veterans are going to have something to say about that. So with that, guys, kind of wanted to run down uh, my thoughts on the defensive line room and what SMU has in that room heading into spring ball. We'll be back with another edition of our spring preview podcast next week. We appreciate all you guys who have subscribed to the podcast and the YouTube channel, especially. We've moved over 600 subscribers on the YouTube channel now. 
need to get to a thousand. So, so please subscribe, share our page to all your friends, and we will uh, grow this thing. Uh, it's been a fun ride. A lot more to come at ontheponyexpress.com. So subscribe for $10 a month to get you covered as spring ball begins on March 2nd. Thanks for listening to this edition. Have a great weekend, and we will catch you next time.